We want to bless the name of Jesus Christ for his mercies anew. Even today, I am Pastor Dennis Matov, all the way from Freedom Experience Ministry, and I'm here to take you into this wonderful long teaching series about experiencing God's New Testament plan, experiencing God's New Testament economy. God has got a plan, He has an economy, He has an administration that He has is carrying out from eternity past and to eternity future, and it is best seen in the New Testament when we see. Uh, the reality of whatever the Old Testament was considering. We come to the revelation in the New Testament and we begin to see what is in the mind of God the Creator. We have seen this plan being fulfilled even in His Son Jesus Christ. And when we examine the New Testament, we see this plan of God uh, really it is. Uh, clearly explained in, in, in plain scriptures, then in parables, and also in signs. But when we come to know the depth of this God, we know that God has got his person, his nature, his, his, uh, his, uh, his, his um, uh, attributes. And we are talking about the attributes of God, whereby previously we talked about several of them. And we last talked about his fullness as one of... Uh, another attribute of God and I want to continue from there because I need to finish up with this uh, attribute of God I didn't finish it in the previous episode if you have been following this is episode 34 and I know that you need to go back in episode 33 to see where we started uh, from talking about the fullness and uh, as, as one of God's attributes we talked about this fullness and we told you that uh, our major quotation was from Colossians 1.19 we see fullness even as fullness by itself we don't talk about the fullness of God or the fullness of the Godhead but we are, we are talking about the fullness pleased was pleased to dwell in Christ and we, are, we, we revealed that this fullness is a living person is a living person and uh, this person is God himself as fullness and we talked about that for the fullness to be seen uh, it has got to be expressed the reason that's why God has got fullness is that he wants uh, us to see his expression so because he's full then the fullness becomes the expression of God so we discovered that we, we couldn't know what God is in his riches and his fullness until Jesus Christ was manifested. And even right now, I want to continue from wherever we stopped. We want to quote our verse still. Uh, that was uh, our key scripture was Colossians 1.19. And uh, uh, we have seen that in Colossians 1.19, the fullness is the expression of God. Colossians 1.19 says that it pleased the Father have all the fullness, all his fullness, well in this Christ. And we see that the fullness is the expression of God, even God himself. Now this fullness does not uh, denote the riches of what God is. There is a difference. When we talk about the fullness, we, we, we are not meaning of the riches of what God is. Rather, it denotes the expression of of these riches. Already we know the riches of what God is. If God is rich in mercy, when he expresses mercy to us, we see the fullness of God that is full of those riches and uh, is now uh, expressing them to us. 
Oh, it expresses the expression. It means the expression of these riches, the full expression of God in all his rich being. If he's mercy, gracious, loving, and whatever is as his riches, uh, riches are God's being, what he is to us, then when they are expressed, we are seeing the fullness of God. So the rich being of God is expressed. Is expressed both in the old creation and also in the new creation. We talked about that. But we also saw that in the book of uh, the book of Colossians 2.9, it talks about uh, for in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead boldly. So we see that there are two mentioning of the fullness and also the fullness of God. But this time around we are talking about fullness of the fullness itself, not the fullness of God, not the fullness of the Godhead, but we are talking about the fullness as the attribute of God. And we have seen that when you look unto Colossians 1.19 and Colossians 2.9, we see two aspects of the fullness. This fullness, we see that according to 1.19, all the fullness was pleased to dwell in Christ. According to Colossians 2.9, all the fullness dwells in Christ bodily. Bodily is the name of Jesus. So here, here they are talking about this implies the physical body which Christ put on in his humanity. It indicates that all the fullness of the Godhead dwells in this body of Christ. In Christ as the one who has a human body. So before his incarnation the fullness of the Godhead dwelt in in him as the eternal word. Remember Christ was the eternal word before we see him in his body. So the fullness of the Godhead was dwelling in Christ as the eternal word. So God was using his word to do every other thing. Everything was found in this eternal word. Even the beginnings of creation, it was the word. So, but now he, he has a body. In those days he did not dwell in the body because Christ didn't have a body. But after he became incarnate, we see that the fullness of the Godhead began to dwell in a bodily way and it dwells in his glorified body. That's why when he resurrected, he resurrected with a body. Received a body for the, the, the Godhead. Hallelujah. So, let us read Philippians chapter 3 verse 21. Bible indicates in Philippians 3.21 For who shall change our vile body that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. So this verse quotes us that right now quotes for us that God Christ has got a body which is glorified. Even our bodies will be glorified. Become glorified bodies. Today Christ possesses a body. The fullness of the Godhead dwells in that body. Before the body, before incarnation, the fullness of the Godhead was dwelling in the eternal word. Now and forever is going to be found in the glorious body of Jesus Christ. So we have seen also that for eternity, 
Christ is the embodiment of the fullness of God. He's going to be the embodiment forever. And the embodiment of the, of the expression of all that God is is out unlimited and untraceable riches is found in this man Christ in his body. In Ephesians 3.19 we have a further word concerning the fullness of God. Let us read Ephesians 3.19 Bible says in Ephesians 3.19 and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. So here we have found another mentioning concerning the fullness of God. Some translation in this verse, they say, filled with all the fullness of God. Now, according to this rendering, the fullness of God is, is the element, the essence, which uh, with which we are filled. We are filled with the element of God. We are filled with the fullness of God, which is the element. But when you read this, you see that it is a mistaken understanding when it says that we are filled with all the fullness of God because some translations mention so. But here we see that the proper rendering would be that we, uh, we may be filled unto all the fullness of God. Not filled with we are filled unto all the fullness of God. This is the proper rendering of this verse. When you check several translations. Now, you see that it is going to be mistaken understanding of this verse. When we say that the fullness of God is the element, the essence with which we are filled. Praise the name of Jesus. So here Paul is saying that we shall be filled unto all the fullness of God. It shall be filled unto all the fullness of God. That is, it shall be filled to be the expression of God. God is pouring himself into us. When we are filled with him, then we are going to express him. So when we are strengthened into our inner man, when Christ makes his home in our hearts, and he makes is home in our hearts and we are rooted and grounded in, in love as Ephesians 3, 16, 17 says, we are filled unto all the fullness of God in our, in our spirit. We are filled unto all the fullness of God to become his expression. Adam, when you see Ephesians chapter 3 verse 19, it does not say that we are filled with the riches of God. Now this verse says that we are filled unto the fullness of God. This means that we are filled to become the expression of God. So that's why God is filling himself with us that we may express him. So, the expression of God today is the church. The church is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Ephesians chapter 1 verses 23. So today the church is the one that expresses 
the fullness of God. It expresses God. So when you come to the church, Christ has expressed God when he was here on earth. Now the church is expressing this God. Hallelujah. So, when Christ makes his home in our hearts and when we are strong to apprehend with all the saints the dimensions of Christ to know by experience his knowledge surpassing love we shall be filled unto all the fullness of God. You see that all this fullness dwells in Christ. That one we have seen. Now, through his indwelling, because he's now dwelling within us, Christ imparts the fullness of God into our being. And when we are filled unto all the fullness of God, filled with God, then we become the expression of God, which is what the church should be. The fullness of God implies that the riches of God, of what God is, becomes his expression. That's what we talked about in the beginning of this uh, episode. See, when the riches are in God himself, they are his riches. But when the riches of God are expressed, they become his fullness. Let us read John chapter 1 verse 16. Remember when Jesus was came as the word, the Bible says in verse 16, and of his fullness have we all received and grace for grace. Not until God was full enough come here on earth through Christ Jesus wouldn't receive grace upon grace when his riches that were one time in himself that were one time his riches when the riches of God were expressed in Christ they became his fullness and John 1 16 says that and of his fullness have we all received grace upon grace when the fullness of God uh, when, when the riches of God come to the fullness we begin to receive grace upon grace hallelujah the same applies when you are filled with the fullness of God then you begin to bless others with grace upon grace hallelujah so when we make a distinction between the riches and the fullness now some may try to argue by quoting this verse of John 1.16 it says that for of his fullness we all received and grace upon grace some people may say that John 1.16 declares that of his fullness we have all received now isn't this fullness isn't this fullness the same as riches they would think because to some of us want to, to call the fullness the same as riches for us, we are, I'm trying to bring you the distinction between riches and fullness because they have a slight difference. When Christ was on earth with his disciples, would you say that the riches of God were there with him or that the fullness of God was there with him? So you see? So if the riches if the riches had, had been with him but not the fullness, something would have been lacking in Christ. There would have been no completion, no fullness. When the Lord Jesus came, you see that he brought all the riches of God with him. But you should know that with him, there were not only the riches of God. 
But there was also the fullness of God. He had the riches of God. He had the fullness of God. So this is the reason John 1.16 says that we all have received of his fullness. So the fullness is the completion of the riches. And you go back to the Greek rendering, you see that the word for fullness means completion. So it is correct to render the Greek word completeness. In him does the completeness. Hallelujah. Of so when you see that uh, out from him, out of him, these are the proper rendering of the word, the Greek translation. And we call it completeness. Out of the fullness of Christ, the completeness of all the riches of God, we have all received. That is what uh, John 1.16 means. When Christ came, he did not come only partially filled with the riches of God. But when he came, he was filled with the unlimited riches of God to the brim. Therefore, the fullness, the completeness of what God is his riches was present with Christ. And this fullness with the completeness is the expression of God. So when you come to the New Testament, you see that according to the New Testament, the fullness of God is the expression through the completion of the riches of God. And according to John 1.16, the fullness of God came with Christ who is the embodiment of God's fullness. Now, with Christ, the expression was an individual matter. This expression needs now to be enlarged, to be expanded. From an individual matter, Christ, to a corporate one, which is the church. So the church is to be a fullness of God in a corporate way. Hallelujah. So, I've taken enough time to explain the fullness in detail. Because of the, 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 the distinction I wanted us to see. So in the church, we see that God is expressed not through an individual but corporate through the body. That's why we emphasize the corporate ministry of the body of Christ. God is not intending to express himself through one person, through an individual. He wants to express himself through the corporate that which is the body. So therefore the fullness of God is embodied in the church. The church as the embodiment of the fullness of God is, ex- is the expression of the triune God. We need to see this vision in the church whereby we are able to see the expression of the triune God. Hallelujah. So You see that in these verses in chapter 3 of Ephesians concerning the economy of God, the plan of God uh, resulting in the fullness of God, we see the triune God, the Father. Let us read Ephesians chapter 3 from verse 14 verse 17. The Bible says in Ephesians 3 we see Paul's prayer for spiritual strength. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 14. It says, 
For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that we would grant that he would grant you according to his riches, riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. <clears throat> he says in verse 17, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love. It says that he be able to comprehend all the, with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the depth and the height. Then verse 9 says that, says that and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Hallelujah. So, when you read these verses from 14 throughout, you see that Paul Paul is, is mentioning in chapter 3 and this statement is concerning the economy of God resulting in the fullness of God. And we have seen that the triune God, a father in verse 14, answers and fulfills the apostles' prayer through the Spirit in verses 16. That Christ the Son in verse 17 may make his home in our hearts. So when Christ makes his home in our hearts, as a result, we are going to, we are all filled unto the fullness of the triune God. Meaning that when Christ is still in our spirit, we cannot express the fullness. But when Christ is filled unto, is, is making his home, his home in our hearts, then we are going to be filled we are going to be filled unto the fullness of the triune God. This is what we call the dispensing of the triune God into our being to make us his corporate expression. So that means that the prime reason and uh, existence of the church is to express this God in a corporate expression, in a corporate way. And according to Ephesians chapter 3, the, the, the triune God is not the object of doctrinal debate. We're going to talk about triune God is uh, is. I'm not going to debate about what the triune God is to us or what all uh, what He means. But we want to enjoy triune God because the triune God, the Trinity, is for us for the dispensing of Himself into the believers. So that these believers may be filled unto the fullness of God. So from the day we got saved, the desire of the Holy Spirit is that we allow this process from our spirit to our soul life. First on an individual level as a believer, then secondly on a corporate level as a church. Because if I come with the fullness of God in me and you come with your fullness of God then the church will express the fullness of God and the world will see creation will see this is why Paul prayed a prayer in Ephesians chapter 3 he prayed that the father would strengthen us through his spirit so that Christ may make his home in our hearts 
and thereby fully occupies our inward being, our soul life. And what will be the result is that we might be filled unto the expression of the trying God, until we express God. Glory to God. And this is glorious. This is glorious. This is marvelous. This is God's plan. This is God's economy. This is also his New Testament revelation. When you look into the scriptures, see that they combine together. Therefore, the fullness of God is as his attribute is eventually nothing less than Christ, the, the church, as his body. So if you want to know and to see the fullness of God as his attribute, it means Christ with the church as the body. Christ is expressing the Father. The church is expressing all that Christ is. And because all the fullness of the God dwells in Christ, and Christ dwells in us, so we need to express the fullness of of God. We need to express him. We need to express him in a corporate way. Praise the name Jesus. So, I know I've taken enough time to go with you uh, through this wonderful attribute of God being fullness. Attribute called fullness. And I've told you that with this fullness, fullness is a person. God as a person or the fullness but I've told you that in the fullness when Christ's riches when God's riches are in himself they are his riches but when they are full they become his fullness we begin to see his expression and when they are expressed we begin to experience and to receive grace upon Grace. Same applies to us when we receive Christ and He feels makes His home in our hearts, fills every member of our heart, our soul life, then we'll be full of God. And the fullness of this Christ will be now expressed through us individually, but more so operate as a church. I want to encourage each of us to see that we avail our life to such an experience of God. An experience whereby there is work going on within our spirits. There is a work going on within our lives. And as a church, as a believer, we need to yield to what the Spirit is doing. If we are busy in ourselves, we cannot see this. We cannot even take time to study or to read or to see this vision in the Bible. If you are outward en- enough like you are superficial you are not going to see this revelation in the scriptures you come to the scriptures and you only see breakthrough scriptures prosperity scriptures healing scriptures deliverance scriptures you do not see something that the spirit is writing into us praise the name of Jesus so we are now express image of Christ you need to express but you cannot express unless you are full because for us to express it means that we have something inside us 
that we have absorbed. Hallelujah. So, we need to keep on eating and allowing the dispensation of God into us. Until the fullness of God, the riches of what God is, become our expression. So as I finish, I told you, when the riches are in God himself, they are his riches. All those years that God was in, in the heavens, man was here on earth, he couldn't know God's riches. They were his riches. But when the riches of God are expressed, they become his fullness. I gave you some example last time. He told you, when I'm rich and I have wealth, I'm wealth, I have wealth. If all my wealth is in my house, that is my riches. That is my wealth. When I begin to give out and to like to help some people, donate, support someone to build, maybe to support ministry, give, help the orphans, then my riches have become my fullness. Because I'm, I'm full, now I can express that others may enjoy. This means that the fullness of God in Christ are for us, the believer, enjoy. This makes John 1.16 important. It is a constant experience. For of his fullness we all received and grace upon grace. Same applies that uh, when, when the fullness of Christ is in us in our soul life, others around us are going to receive grace upon grace. They're going to receive supply. Hallelujah. The Lord bless you. This is Pastor Dennis Matov. Uh, May the Lord bless you. Shall continue from here next time. Be blessed. Bye bye.